Hello, fellow anglers. This is episode 26 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, joined by Matt Deitch. How we doing? Pretty good. First, Pretty good. First day of summer vacation for me, and That's right. I got to do some fishing, so That's right. I can't complain. Did pretty good. Yeah, I went down the river here in town and had a lot of action throughout the whole time I was down there. It was pretty much everywhere I went to, I had, had bites. Yep. Finally got some decent enough weather, and the right. river's starting to get down to a fishable level again. And yep, it's getting to be about like that perfect. It's just about that perfect level. Yep. It, you know. Yeah, you don't July, want it too it can far get down there. Really low, and yep. Early in the spring, it can get pretty high. It's just about to that perfect level, and where there's some slack water that you can fish, and it's not just all moving right. really fast. Right. Yeah. Well, with the nice weather. Able to get out and do some fishing this last weekend, kind of a busy weekend. I took off early from work on Thursday and went out to uh, Lake Francis Case with some guys from over in Larchwood, uh, fished the Pease Creek area, and had some guys who caught some decent walleyes. We never never put up big numbers at all, but we caught fish. But, uh, you know, throughout the two days that I fished, I, I don't know, I maybe caught... 10 to 15 walleyes and not one of them was over 14 <laughs> inches so and and you know gal man there was some times where i would you know start reeling in set the hook and it was like oh finally you know finally this is this is the one this one's got some shoulders on it and, and it got 13 inches you know it's like <laughs> what in the world but you know fishing with bottom bouncers like that I was fishing with a bottom bouncer anywhere from about 12 to 23 24 foot of water and uh uh minnows with spinners behind it and uh we we did have some luck with night crawlers too but you know that's just a style of fishing that is is totally spanish to me you know me too i haven't done much bottom bouncer fishing in my life i've always thought it was kind of boring at times but when the bite is good it's it can be a lot of fun you know i when i first got out there with these guys and they're they're doing the bottom bouncer thing and i'm like uh i don't know about this like so i had my jig route along and i started casting and they were catching and i wasn't and finally it was like all right well yeah. you know if you can't beat them join them so you know I, right. I started doing it and you know we never put our rods in a rod holder we always had our rods in, in, in our hand and and uh you know, I kind of had more fun than what than what I thought I was going right. to when mm-hmm. I first did it. You know, when when you would finally get a bite, you know, it was like, oh yeah, you know, th- this is pretty cool. And you know, sometimes they'd hit it like a sack of potatoes, and sometimes you just kind of feel some light taps you and could feel them chewing on it. Yep, yep, and and yep, then you'd set the hook and in she'd come. But yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. Great group of guys and and just a cool area down there. You know, it, Missouri River is kind of I mean, reminds me of the Black Hills, right where we were at. On, yeah. on one side, it was kind of some some bluffs with not many trees, and the other side, it was uh, cedar trees, I think, yep. and and yep. just just covered, packed, and really a beautiful area. Uh, no, it was it was a lot of fun. I, I had a good time, and so then yeah, I ended up coming back on Friday night. So basically, I got oh 36 hours worth out there, and uh, Kayla wanted to head over to Okaboji, so we did. Me and you were able to to get out, caught a couple walleyes, smallmouth, turn around, did some pan fishing, and yep. so yeah, no, it was all in all a good weekend. I'm I'm enjoying the good weather, and yeah, can't complain about that. What yep. did we say about three? We've had about three days where we haven't had rain, so that's kind of a yeah, first in a long that's time. That's a record for uh, this year. 
So yeah, uh, did you guys catch anything else besides walleyes out there? Um, there was a few guys who who did hook some smallmouth while trolling yep. for walleyes, and and uh, I was not one of them. I ended up catching a white bass, so that's one more for the species count. Yeah, and uh, that that was fun. You know when when you start reeling it in. And, and I don't know how big of a white bass it was, 14 inches, you know, 13 inches, whatever. But, you know, it instantly, you knew it, it was fighting harder right. than the walleyes that I had. So it was like, holy smokes, you know, maybe maybe this could be the one I've been looking for. And and yeah. it wasn't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I liked catching that just as much right. as anything else. I You know, I, as far as I was concerned, we could throw back every single walleye because <laughs> I didn't really need to keep them. But, uh, no, it was, it was something different, and it, it was fun to catch. I'm glad oh. I went, glad I caught it. So. One nice thing about that, like when you're bottom bouncer fishing, for one, you don't know what you're going to catch. Right. And another thing about it is it's, it is kind of nice fishing. If it's a bunch of people with each other, you can put out a bunch of them. And if you want to put them in rod holders, you can. You can hold on to them, and it's just kind of a nice leisurely way of doing it instead of just casting and casting and moving. Uh, yeah, you just kind of find a break and keep going along with that. And yep. Adjust to the water that you're in. You know, and and I think me and you were that way, and I was talking to my neighbor Jeremy, and he was kind of the same way. He's like, you know, trolling just doesn't really seem real fun to me. He's like, you know what? And, and us too, you know, we like to have the rod in our hand, you know, mm-hmm. throwing out jigs and, you know, like to feel the bite, set the hook and, and whatever. But, you know, I, I think... I don't think trolling would be the most fun in the world if you were by yourself, but the fact that, you know, it is relaxing and, you know, you're staring off at the, at the shore and, you know, you're telling jokes and, you know, then all of a sudden the rod just boom bends over and the excitement of everyone in the boat, you know, whoa, hey, all right, you know, whatever. So no, it it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad I did it. And next year, I think I'm going to try to get out for the whole weekend. Those guys all go out on Thursday stay until sunday they they got a nice cabin rented out there really cool place and i think when i was there i think that there was maybe 18 of us or something like that and uh the day that i left more guys were coming out oh, cool. so yeah just That's always a fun trip yeah yeah it was a lot of fun so and you know when the bite over at the lakes is still on fire like you said we caught a few walleyes the yellow bass are really going. The bluegills, people are catching some nice bluegills. Thing about that is, you know, they're coming up to spawn. Uh, keep just always remember to release those big ones. Yep. I mean, the males and the females. The males are the ones that protect the nest. Yep. So got to kind of be selective harvest there. But there's a plenty of seven to eight and a half to nine inch. Yep. Bluegills that are biting over there. Uh, crappie bite's been pretty good. Yep. You know, some guys have been getting onto some crappies again there. Those big ones, let them go. Because crappies are such a kind of a finicky spawning fish the way it is. Find, I think they're mostly finding those up in the shallows, the right. panfish. They're moving up there to spawn or the deeper pockets. Variety of techniques. The other day when my dad and I dropped you off, we went out and caught some yellows for a while. And we used plastics the whole time because we didn't have any wax or anything like that and i was like well you know plastics worked for us the other day or for me the other day so let's give it a try and yeah we started catching them and caught them good and he caught one that was probably about 12 inches again another big one yeah yeah right when you guys dropped me off i saw some bluegills down underneath the dock when i was walking back and i I couldn't just walk by them (laughs) so i i ended up catching two bluegills and one yellow bass before i quick ran inside and 
whatever. But no, yeah, the, the bite in the shallows, my parents' dock, I don't know if it can be five foot at the end. Right. And uh, yeah, it, it's nonstop action out yep. there. If, if you have a little kid, get over there. And, and they're on the, the north side of East Okaboji there. On, on the north side, kind of in the barefoot bar area. And I, I think, judging by pictures I've seen and whatnot, I think all along that stretch right there, a lot of people are catching them. Great for little kids to yeah. get them out on the dock. and Well, anybody. Just, yeah, hey, not, you want action. Yeah, we're I not mean, above that. It's so. it's good time, and they put up a heck of a fight. You know, those bluegills, you hook into one of them big bluegills, it's, you're going to know. Yep. Especially if you have light tackle. That's always the fun part is to get some lighter stuff and – go over and try for those i think west on west okaboji they're doing really good with it too seems like a lot of guys are catching some big yellows yeah i think those are coming from both east and west the walleye bite is going good on spirit see a lot of good reports bullheads up on the gray they're catching bullheads we got to go up and get one for the species yeah we count. do <laughs> yeah you got the white bass for the species count like you said you got the crop you got a crop what are we up to 12 or 13 yeah, it's something in there. I'm not exactly sure what it is, 11 or 12. And I was really hoping to catch a sauger today at the river so we could get that. Yeah, that's kind be a of a cool tough one. To, to, yeah, definitely. And, we and, can catch and you know, here. the white bass is, is kind of one that's, you know, not, not something that you really think about okay. right off the bat. Right, unless you go to South Dakota, like go to Lake Over in South Dakota. Yeah, are they you, pretty plentiful oh, yeah. over there? Yeah. A couple of those lakes, it's, but again, if it's a slow day, it's fun. Yeah. They, like you said, they do put up a heck of a fight. Yeah, it was. It was we a fun call them catch. white lightnings all the time when we <laughs> catch them because they go and there's like three or four of them behind them, following them up, and kind of just like a, a yellow bass on steroids, right? Right. right. Yeah, know. it's that's a good comparison there. There's one time last year I was out with a buddy of mine, Heath, and we got into a little pocket of them, and your jig would no more than hit the water, and it would just yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it was it's a good time. And like I said, if you catch one of those that's about an eighteen inch, it's it's like pulling a hubcap through the through the water, and they're tough. There used to be a good population in Spirit Lake. Okay, but I don't know what happened to them all. There's not many over there anymore. Because you caught them in silver. Yep, yep. caught them in silver. But like Spirit Lake used to have like some really good, good ones. Time. I can remember going to the spillway by the hatchery over there when we were younger, and people would be in waders out on like where it goes into east there and they'd be casting twister tails and you could see the whole school out there really chasing the twister tails and catching big ones and i know i've seen guys i caught one a few years back in a bass tournament a, a few nice ones while i was trying to fish for other for small mouse and large mouse and yep. yeah and heck the state record was just caught the I was other day say, speaking of white bass it's state yeah. record and and uh i think i got that the information on that right here that was uh, five pounds, two ounces, twenty-one and three-quarter inch. Wow, that's well, that, <laughs> that is a, a heck of dinger. A yeah, like that's, I said, that one that I caught maybe fourteen inches or something like that. You had right. another half a foot and then some on onto that. I mean, that <laughs> I'm sure when he hooked that, he was like, "Holy moly, what do I got?" Probably my guess is that he probably thought he had a big smallmouth, but when he got that thing up, I mean, you're not used to seeing him twenty-one or a drum. inches. Yeah, yeah, or a, yeah, a drum, you know, she <laughs> yep. said, yeah. So, so that's what is that like two state rec two or three state records that have been weighed over there in that area this well, year the perch, so far that perch. The white bass is there anything else no maybe not the, the what was it north dakota walleye record that ended up not not being, being a record um so yeah sturgeon I mean, record up sturgeon, in sturgeon yeah catch and release through the ice 
it really is kind of crazy, you know. I mean, we've had a lot of state records cracked, you know, here in the last little bit. What, just, you know, this isn't something we really planned on talking about, but what do you feel about that state record walleye up there, even if it was foul hooked? I mean. Well, if it was foul hooked, then it shouldn't count. Yeah. Right. Because he didn't catch it. I mean, he caught it, yeah, he reeled it into the shore, but. I'll give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Did he try to snag it? No, but sometimes those things happen. And I don't if it's if it's a fouled hook deal like that, it shouldn't it shouldn't count. I get that. I I, I agree with you there. I mean, you know, you, you gotta catch the fish. But at the end of the day, that still is the state record. Right, but I he's mean, but he didn't catch it. He reeled it in. I, it's we don't know. Yeah, for all we know, he could have been out there ripping that thing, and maybe right. he saw it up in the shallows. And and I did hear and, that there was a pocket in this area where this guy was fishing that all these fish were stacked up, right. and that people knew about it. And and there was some speculation that maybe he was going in there and and ripping through the pocket and and you know trying to to snag them. I wasn't there. I'm not going to say that right. that was truly what right. he was doing, but. You know, anyone can say what they want on Facebook, but that's what I read. But, you know, I guess, like, I was kind of thinking about it, and, and you know, I guess it's really no different than somebody over at, at the Gill Netters for the Iowa DNR over at Okaboji and whatever. You know, every year I think that they say that they Gill Netted the, the state record right. muskie, you know, something that would break the state record. But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, whether or not he hooked that thing in the mouth or not, and it might not go down in the record book, but you got a 17-inch or a 17-pound walleye. Right. And, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I feel bad for the guy because, obviously, that isn't the way he wanted it to happen well, either. Right. If And another thing is, too, if he intentionally did it, I don't think there would have been video. He went to videoed it and put it out there. Or his buddies, if his buddies had videoed it, videoed it, he would have been like, no, 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 because that's how they found it out. Found out that it wasn't because right. if you watch that video, you could see the hook, the jig, kind of towards the back, and there's a bunch of them that then there's people that were like, well, no, it was in his mouth and it popped, and that happens. Yeah, I mean, we've all done that before. We catch you catch a fish and you get it in the net and it gets caught in the net and it starts shaking around and it can hook into some other part, but. Yeah, it's it's a tough deal. Yeah, I, I mean, it'd be I like know. if, if be he like, did if he did do it honestly, you know, I mean, and and if he especially if he had it in the mouth, and it fell out when it got into the net, and you know, then hooked into his side, you know, they said that there was clear puncture mark in the thing's mouth, and, and like I didn't see it, so right. I can't say that for sure. But you know, even after they disproved it, the DNR, he still said. That ain't what happened, you know. I hooked it in the mouth, whatever. Right. And and if if it was that way, I feel bad for the guy. Well, so do I. I mean, I guess here, what happens if you're throwing a rapala and right. it has three treble hooks on it, and it comes up and smacks your rapala and it gets hooked in the side of the face? We have that with reel, yellow bass all right. the time. You reel it in, and it's just like, uh, did you really catch that fit? I mean, what if you do that and it's the state record? It's just like, well, there's not a hook in its mouth, but there's one on the side of the face or something like, like it that. Like it clearly so, tried to strike. and So uh, it's, I guess I can see it all, but it almost comes up to that point too with social media. That's kind of one of the bad things about social media yep. sometimes. 
Uh, 20 years ago, and, he would have had the state record right. probably, and there that would have been, been no, that. Yeah. Because they would have never videoed it. Yep. They, you know, he would have brought it in, and that would have been that. that. Yep. So, it almost brings up that point, do you ever really want to catch a state record? And if you do, you want to call up the conservation officer right away. It's just like shooting a big monster buck. Oh, yeah. It's like you shoot a big monster buck sometimes before you do anything. It's just like, you know, I'm going to call the CEO to come out here and to show that everything is legal because there's always going to be somebody that questions it and says, Oh, they didn't, Oh, they didn't shoot it legally. Oh, they didn't shoot it. Look at that guy with that perch over there. You know, I mean, he caught it in a private pond. Okay. And, and, you know, just the people talking trash on him afterwards, you know, you know, like shooting fish in a barrel and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, I mean, no one, no one, well, and who knows, but, I mean, I think the state record bluegill was caught out of a private pond. Largemouth. A largemouth out of a private pond. I mean, a what's lot of the fish. difference? Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, if, if you're going to recognize all those, you got to recognize this one. and Put an asterisk by him, just like in baseball. Yeah. <laughs> so here, here, here's a follow-up question to that. And I know you're not much of a fish mounter. So you snag 17 and a half inch, or, or 17 and a half pound walleye. You putting it them on the wall? Even oh, yeah. a replica? I don't know. That's a good question. It's like because this is like if I know myself that I caught the fish, like in that net thing situation happened. Well, yeah, then I will. And but if it's one of those deals where if I'm out fishing and like happens to us in the river here, sometimes you're throwing a twister tail or something like that, and all of a sudden, boom, you hook a carp by the tail. Yep. And if I if I caught one like that, I would probably just take pictures and let it go. And I, yeah, it's that big, but it's just there's just a piece of me that's like I didn't actually catch that yep. fish. It was a complete accident. I wanted to be like I was fishing for him. You outsmarted and I, that, and that I fish. caught the fish. Yep. Um, so I guess not saying that if I was ever fishing for bass and I caught like a. 18 pound walleye or something like that yep. i'd be like well i was fishing for bass i'm gonna i i can't i don't know this doesn't count the record no then I, i'd still but, be like yeah but you know what i mean yeah you know i know what I mean, you're saying you know technically i you didn't didn't actually catch it and whatever i i don't know i'm still putting it on my wall and and as far as i'm concerned i still hold the state record for for biggest walleye uh you know like you say put an asterisk by it and and whatever but, and, and, you know, I, I'm sure that there's plenty of people that are like, nope, you're wrong. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, it, it's not it's not the same as catching one with a hook in the mouth. But at the end of the day, no one in the state has pulled a bigger walleye than you out of the water, right. no matter how you hooked it. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. That, that's crazy. I, I'm glad I'm not in that position. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it sucks for the guy if he did everything right and something like that happens. I mean, he un, if he unintentionally did it and you get the Facebook police, the social media oh, yeah. police just jumping on there and bashing the guy. Yep. It's just like a few years ago out in, I think it was Oahe, where that kid caught that big northern through the ice. Yep. Just that monster northern. And everybody, you know, he's going to keep it and get it mounted. And people chastised him like crazy. And it's just like, come on, knock it off. You ever seen when it's one like, of the bait shops at Okaboji posts a picture of a muskie? Well, yeah. It's, that's anywhere. Anywhere if yeah. anybody ever. Yeah. Or even a lot, a big fish of any. Yep. And somebody keeps it. Everybody, you know, yep. am I disappointed sometimes? Like, yeah, it kind of sucks to see. But they have every legal right to do it. I'm not going to jump on there and bash them for right. it. 
like, what is it my position to say? I right. mean, they're legal. Yep. The DNR, so. they, as long as they have a fishing license and they're following the rules after that. And, you know, the, some some of those fish need to be taken out. Well, rules, the, are, uh, rules are meant to be broken. Records are meant to be right. broken, you know. I mean, that's that's why that's why there is records, you know, yeah. so that people can break them. And, and, and yeah, I get I get you'd like to see that fish swim again, but yeah, god dang it! I as long as they're gonna do them out and keep it, I'd feel terrible if some guy keeps some whopper walleye. Like, no, well, you know, do some good fillets. I saw a picture today on one of the pages that I follow, and a guy had like his had a picture of his kid with like a stringer with sixth largemouth on it and holding them and smiling and he's like we were gonna throw them back but the kid wanted to keep them and he was so excited and they're all like 14 15 inch largemouth 16 inch largemouth and you know obviously there's a few guys that were just like oh that but the majority of the people were like hey those are good eaters to keep if you're gonna keep a fish that's the one to keep don't keep those big big ones or like those 18 and 19s and 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 you know i think I think we could go out on a limb here and say the people that are mainly catching bass aren't the people that are keep keeping them. Right. You know, it's the weekenders that, you know, go and, you know, if they catch a walleye, if they catch a bass, if they catch, catch crappie, you know, whatever they catch, they're, they're planning on keeping and eating. Right. And so I don't think that they're putting that much of a hurt on the population. You know, I they're was, not, they're not. You're kind of running when you start doing that, though. You you kind of run into the the Malax Lake thing, and I don't really want to get into Malax because I get sick hearing about Malax up in Minnesota, and people talking about it all the time. But a while back, when the fishery kind of got in a little trouble, like it started to go down, is uh, when they took their walleye where you couldn't keep a walleye. Well, all these charters and guides out there that were bringing these people out. It's like, well, now. It's like people, those people don't want to do catch and release. The only thing we can keep is smallmouth. So you started seeing all these huge stringers of smallmouth bass coming in. And so that was kind of a big controversial thing. And now they kind of started getting some of the regs, regulations on those up there to help protect some of them big ones. And now it's just a world-class fishery all the way around. Yep. I mean, you can go up there and catch giant walleyes, giant smallmouths, giant muskies. Um, so... There's, yeah, there's, I, I, I realize I, it's an avalanche thing, you know. I mean, everyone everyone has to do their part, and, right. you know. And there's, you know, there's, you see some of the, it's not just up there. You see some of the Missouri River guides sometimes. Oh, yeah. You'll see some of those pages where they have a stringer full of walleyes and a bunch of smallmouths on there, too. But, again, it's legal. They yep. can do it. I mean. I got a buddy who's a guide out there on yeah. the Missouri River, and, and he said, it would make you sick if you've seen some of the walleyes that I've put a knife to. Right. And, you know, these people are catching a 27-inch walleye, and, you know, he'd kind of tell them, boy, if you're going to keep that one, it ought to go on the wall. You know, that yeah. ain't one to fillet. Nope, nope, that's one we want to keep. You know, that's one yeah. we want to keep. Now, why don't we let that one go and catch another, you know, 17-er? Nope, nope, we're good with that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, What you know, they're and paying you to right. bring them out. And, it's their right to keep it. And yep. I, I know. I'm not. I'm not one of those per those people. I don't know. I think you are. That's gonna walk up and just be like, oh, you know, start calling them every right. name in the book. Right. You might try to educate them and talk to them about it. That's the best thing to do. Yep. But uh, yeah, I'm not about to try to get in any arguments with anybody right. down right anywhere. So 
How so? I mean, like I said, going back to that, that state record walleye, if it wasn't in the mouth of it, it's, it's just like if you're fishing for spawning bass. You know, there's a lot of tournaments and a lot of things that it has to be inside the mouth when you catch it because otherwise people could pull up there and you see a five-pound bass sitting on a bed and you get your lure set up just right and give her a yank and... Yep. I mean... I uh, I, I think I've always kind of been more of a skin mount guy than a replica guy, but on on something like that and and I'm and I'm slowly changing you know I, I as replica mounts are, are definitely looking very good right. whatever but I I think I'd let if I had hooked that walleye and and I knew that it was foul hooked I think I'd let it go but I think I would get a replica mount yeah and and you know I you know be honest with people hey you know whatever I I caught the state record uh walleye it's not recognized as a state record walleye because I snagged it accidentally. But, yep. yeah, that's it, and that's 17 yeah, and a half in, or ha- Golly, what is wrong with me? Why? Because you're not, used, in, you're not used to and saying a 17 and a half pound walleye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're used I'm to saying 17 and a half inch walleye. I'm not used to saying 17 and a half inch walleye. I'm used to saying 13 and a half inch walleye. People are going to start to question your credibility yeah. when you're going off on a 17 and a half inch walleye. Yeah, no, 17 and a half pounds. Hoofda, golly, that's well, a You're just not used to saying it. Yep. No, but. No, yeah, back to the Rock River, catching some smallmouth. And uh, me and Jeremy got out there the last couple days. We've been catching some smallmouth, whatever. So last night, I uh, I got snagged. And and so I'm I'm I get snagged and and all of a sudden my jig just kind of slides like two and a half feet and and I'm like what in tarnation is going on here because I mean it, it just slid off to the side I mean I can watch my line go and I'm like what in the world is that the night before me and Jeremy had seen a snapping turtle down there so I'm kind of thinking like golly I wonder if I was kind of snagged on a snapping turtle because my jig came back whatever. Well, it wasn't, but, I don't know, five, ten minutes later, same spot again, and I hook something, and I pull out half a fishing rod. Half, you know, the, the end of a fishing pole. And uh, so, you know, I took a picture with it. That was kind of funny, whatever. Never, that's never happened. I'm sure it's happened to other people, whatever. So then last night, my friend Oakley Campanen out in uh, uh, the Black Hills, South Dakota, catches a clam, sends a picture of it to me, Facebook Messenger, and, you know, we're kind of laughing, and I, I told him, you know, <laughs> I caught half a fishing rod, so whatever, we're talking back and forth, and it really got me thinking, like, you know, what what's the wildest stuff that you've ever hooked into accidentally? What's the wildest thing that you've ever found on the bank while fishing? And, uh, you know, obviously, I would say, as far as hooking, half a fishing rod might be the looniest thing I've ever I, I can't think of anything else that really sticks in my mind, but back probably, shoot, it's got to be 15 to 20 years ago, me and my brother, my dad, and my mom and dad's friends and their kids, we were all fishing at the grade for um, bullhead. And all of a sudden this kid, Trevor, they're from Sheldon, Iowa, he pulls out this little vial, and it's a little glass vial, and you can see it's got paper rolled up in it. And we're like, what in the world? And it's a note. And and the weirdest thing was, you know, it was wet because the vial was cracked. 
And the second that we got it out of the water and started reading it, it was like once the air got to it, it just kind of disintegrated that paper. Hmm. But it was a note from a lady who had thrown that vial out there at some point, and, and I don't remember the date, but it was a long stinking time ago, and a Confederate dollar. And... And Trevor ended up keeping it. Who knows if he still got it or if it's lost or whatever. But, yeah, stinking Confederate dollar. And, you know, I mean, I don't know when when the Civil War took place. I guess I'm not a history guy. But, I mean, that that is that's pretty crazy yeah. in, in Spirit Lake, Iowa. Yeah. So, I don't know. We had we had your father-in-law talk about catching a full beer. Yeah. Full that, was a couple, that was a couple years ago on Fox Lake over by Sherburn, Minnesota. He was trolling along and hooked into something and fought it for a while and brought it up and it was a full schmitty big mouth <laughs> how'd it fight barry <laughs> <laughs> caught it right right on the cap yeah bringing it in so he brought it he caught it by the mouth i suppose um other weird ones that i've seen before we were up north at one time and i can't remember which one of my brothers it was i think it was brant hooked into something and reeled it up and just about got it to the top of the water and we're just like what is that what is it because it wasn't moving or anything like that, and it was a dead loon, so it was just kind of like quick unhook it and just <laughs> let it go. I mean, that's all you can really do. Um, other things, a weird thing. My dad, he his claim to fame is that he caught twenty five fish in one cast the one time, because him and Grandpa were fishing and dropped the fish basket over the side of the boat, so he got a big jig on and drop or a lure and dropped it down there and kind of finagled it and caught the fish basket got back it. so nice <laughs> he got that i mean you always see some weird stuff but those would probably be the ones that that i can think of uh you know you talk about that with the half a rod did you find i know somebody was talking to me about it yeah that, it was me that was you talking about yeah it me wasn't and jeremy your... both both broke rods the night before but no somebody was talking to me about they their two-piece rod came in half they got snagged and they were sitting there trying oh, really? to get it out of the snag and it loosened up, and when they broke, when it had, it came off, and it followed their line down to the jig. When they couldn't get the jig, and broke the line off, and lost half a rod. That's happened when I was teaching that class yep. here in town. That happened before a kid got snagged, and yep. pretty soon all of a sudden I'm looking over there, and he's got half a rod, and I'm like, "What happened to the other half? Uh, it's in the water." So yep. no, this this clearly was a broken rod. Oh, it was a broken. Yeah, it was okay. broken. It it wasn't it wasn't. A half a rod. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, I, I know down on the bottom you can see where it cracked and broke. But uh, yeah, you, I mean you see cool things. I yeah. mean wildlife all the time. I think one of the coolest things I've ever seen here is during the winter we were walking the one time and there was otters playing on the ice and we don't see otters very often. Right. And so that was pretty cool seeing. And they had no clue we were there, so it was kind of fun watching them. And then pretty soon they saw us and got out of there in a hurry. But yep. me and Jeremy had a beaver come up to us here a couple weeks ago. I mean, right close. And right. Well, I it, saw Jeremy's beard, and it was like I don't want nothing to do with <laughs> <brothers>. that. <laughs> Didn't want nothing to do with that. Look at that trapper. I'm out of here. I believe it. <laughs> I get sold. He was on probably the... wearing a flannel too. He <laughs> yep. Looked like something no beaver would want to mess right. with. That's what I mean. He probably oh, well, I swam up the wrong river. Yeah. My dad had a skunk come at him the other day he was fishing along fishing right. and looked over and here comes a skunk walking right towards him it's no kind of like uh <laughs> yeah yeah what do you do right i mean you either can, hopefully you can make some noise and chase it away without it getting defensive yep so, i went yeah. down fishing lake mcconaughey here it was september probably four or five years ago went down with tanner vogel and uh 
there's a guy down there, and and the technique that they use late in the year like that is slabbing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you use a big, like, four-ounce weight, you know, big lead weight, and then it's kind of got a treble hook underneath of it, and you try to mimic, you know, you, you find the big balls of bait mm-hmm. down there, drop your slab in there, and, and start, you know, just ripping it hard, like like a ripping wrap, and those walleyes or wipers or whatever come through there and, and smack it. Well, there was this guy who was telling us about this place called Shingles. That was that was the spot that he fished. And and there actually used to be a town, and I don't know if it if it was McConaughey or, or what it was, but there was a town down below in, in the lake. And when they made that reservoir back in the 30s or 40s or whatever it was, uh, you know, obviously there's still some building structures right. down there. And when he was slabbing, he would actually, every once in a while, like drop it down onto an old building or something like that and, and rip it up. And so he called that spot shingles and, and, uh, he said every once in a while you'd rip up and, and get a shingle. <laughs> so that, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. I mean, you know, you think about that 80 to a hundred year old building and you're right. ripping shingles off the top of it. But you know, you, you start to think about places like that or whatever, you get down there with a slab or something like that, there's no telling, you know, especially right. if you're letting it bounce on the bottom. There's no telling what you yeah, might pull what's, up. What's at the bottom of some of these lakes and stuff? I think it would probably amaze people and be surprised. Yep, old hubcaps to cars or, you know. <laughs> yeah, old cars. I yep. mean, it's, especially out in South Dakota where everything, most of the lakes are old flooded out sloughs. So yeah, there's that, farm places that, right. and, like you said, buildings and combines tractors eric went fishing up at devil's lake north dakota once and i've never been up there but uh he said that the boat ramp was an old acreage and and you know they would go drive down this old farm driveway and put in drive right through their grove out to the lake and yeah i'm sure i'm sure there's no telling what you might hook onto at some point but Long than a dead body, I'm all right. Yeah, always... I've I've always I've always you know especially when somebody drowns over at Okaboji and then you're out there on the dock fishing and whatnot, it's like oh my god, like right. I don't know what I would do. Well, that which lake was it up there in South Dakota last a couple years ago where those two duck hunters at the end of the year drowned in, they... in a duck hunting accident and they asked the public not to fish that lake during the winter and really and. Yeah, it was it was a bad deal. So yeah, at least nobody was up there fishing. I don't think you'd want to no. be fishing out there and, and something if something like that happened. Drop your underwater camera down. And, yeah. Oh boy. No, thank you. Well, no. It freaks you out enough when a muskrat crawls up your <laughs> hole. Have you ever had that? I've had them swim by. And Have like, you really? Yeah. I've never had it. Never had them swim by. Never never had one climb out of my hole. But I've seen videos of it. Right. I think I'd rather have that happen than a Ramsey coming into. Yeah, that. no doubt about that. No doubt about so, that. But well, unless you got something else, no, it's going to be another good week for fishing, and it seems like we're getting some stable weather now, and the yeah, bite is heating up. Yeah, hopefully we'll get out, maybe do some walleye fishing, do some bass fishing, yeah, do some Whatever, river fishing, whatever's biting. Yeah, we're we're all right, and and. I'm I'm really not opposed to going over there to the grade, throwing out some night crawlers oh, and catching to. a couple bullheads. Bullheads, yeah. So, all right. Well, that's episode 26. Tune in next week for episode 27. Thanks for watching. See ya.